Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my amazing guest today, who many of you might know, but if you don't, she is definitely somebody to know. I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started and a self-care tip to keep your week going. So this week is all about your image and how it has to do with your marketing. And if you are not showing up confidently and feeling good in what you're wearing, it's time to do that. I think this is even a self-care tip too, because I think confidence is so important in your marketing and people can portray how you're feeling in your images and in your videos. So if it's something you're not doing, if you're not liking, if you have old clothes you've been wearing for a really long time that have holes in them or something, it is time to move on from them and throw them out. Um, I am so guilty about myself. I've recently done a clean through of my own stuff and I recently just rebooked a shoot. So I like to always speak from experience. And if there's anything I can share today, like it's now or never and it's never too late and jump on it and you are going to feel like transformation. So I'm really excited to share more about that experience um, after that happens. So today I'm really excited to share my amazing guest with you today, the amazing Ginger Burr. She is the founder of Total Image Consultants. She has been an image consultant for over 30 years. Um, I personally worked with Ginger for many years. Also, she is absolutely amazing at her job. And when you work with her, you will be in the right direction and for sure look and feel your best. So today we talk all about the fall trends, what looks are things you should go for, colors you should be on the horizon to explore, and some trends that maybe aren't super trendy for everyone um, to each their own. Everybody has their own unique tastes, and I say own it, but don't feel guilty for not owning it. So stay tuned for the amazing Ginger Burr. I can't wait for you to hear from this rock star. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. I'm so excited to be back here with the amazing Ginger Burr, who is an image consultant for over 30 years. She's also a personal stylist of mine. I'm so grateful to know her personally and work with her. So I'm really excited to share you with her if you have not heard of her yet. Hi, Ginger. How are you today? Hi, Jackie. I'm great. I'm so excited to have you today. We're going to talk all about fall trends. Yes, and, and some really cool things you're working on. So let's let's dive right into it. So let's first talk about color because a lot of people know you for color. So what are some trending colors of the fall season? Well, if you look at what they're saying for Pantone colors for the fall, they look fairly bright. And I mean, that can be really good, but not everybody wears bright colors well. There are things like a very, very, very bright pink, like cute, almost fuchsia bright pink. There's a uh, an emerald green, which is actually really beautiful. There's orange, which doesn't work for everybody. There's a beautiful midnight blue that works for a lot of people. It's not as dark as you would think of as midnight. They've lightened it up a little bit. There's a yellow, which is trickier. Um, and red. Red is huge for fall. A, a really, you know, somewhat brighter red. But what you will see, and then there's a more muted color, like an olive green, and they call it martini olive. There's a few others, but those are colors we will see out there. I'm seeing tons of red and a lot of pink. 
and a lot of olive green. But often people want, at least here in the Northeast where it's a little colder, we often want to go slightly darker or some people, their natural color palette is slightly darker. And I want to just say to you, don't worry, it's fall. And we're still going to see some of those deeper teals and deeper plum tones and deeper reds and navies and those kinds of things. So, and of course, black and white are always out there for people who want it. So there's a wide variety, which is, which is, I always find refreshing. Can I ask like a general question around color? Like how do they decide what the colors of the season <laughs> are? Do you have any idea like what those inspiration comes from or? You no, know, it, it all seems to come from a Pantone seems to be the one who determines it and they just sort of determine it pretty far in advance. And to be honest, I don't totally, I'm probably somebody out there will let you know that they know how it's all determined, but it's announced pretty far in advance. And the thing that's, that's interesting is that even though they announce these colors, we don't always see them show up. For instance, the color for 2022 is periwinkle. That's the color of the year. Mm-hmm. Have we seen that much periwinkle out there in clothing? Not it's at a, all, right? Not well, a little tiny bit. Yeah. And what frustrates me is that I was so excited when I heard that periwinkle was coming out because periwinkle is a beautiful color and it looks good on a lot of people because it's kind of that blue purple that just works on so many skin tones. And yet we aren't seeing as much of it as I had hoped in the store. So, you know, th- these days you can find a lot of different colors no matter what the season is, even if there is a season that's a little more leans, your color palette leans a little more towards a particular season, there's always a variety. And if you don't like what you're seeing out there, wait two weeks. The companies are bringing out new things. So yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. And I'm not quite sure why we have to have specific colors that everyone wants to follow, but hey, it makes it interesting. For sure. So I want to talk about color palettes really quickly because like there is new audience. So and I never knew about it truthfully until we worked together. So can you talk about what a color palette is and like how it works? (laughs) A color palette that I've created them for 35 years and I use a system where I have over 2000 colors. I hand pick a palette for someone and it's based on your hair color, eye color and skin color. So what will happen is that the colors that I find for you are colors that will harmonize with your natural coloring. So when you dress in those colors, we'll see you. The colors won't overpower you or they won't make you disappear. So if you wear colors that are too faded or too light or too something for you, you'll disappear. If you wear colors that are too bright or too dark, you'll be overpowered. And what we'll see first is the color. And that's not what we want. We want there to be a beautiful harmony and blend between you and the color palette. And the thing is that it does revolve quite a lot around your hair. Skin and eyes are equally important and personality is also figured in there. But if you then go, and we saw this a lot during the pandemic, if you then change your hair color, because a lot of women decided to let their hair go natural because they couldn't see a stylist for a while, it completely changes your palette. So really important to know that you want to be happy with your hair color before you invest in having a color palette made and then buy clothes in those colors because you want to make sure you can wear them for a while. So interesting about hair color that people like overthink like it would completely change your wardrobe, right? So interesting. Dramatically. Dramatically. Yes. So interesting. Okay. Let's talk about trends though. So what are in terms of like what people are wearing right now? Like, so we know the colors, like what are the styles that are coming in for the fall or coming back? Are they bringing back any old styles now? And 
they always bring back little styles. You know, it cracks me up when I when I do all this research to find out what's coming up for fall. They'll say things like, you know, white tank tops and black trousers and little black dresses. I'm like, what? Hello. That's the same all the time, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's totally the same. And they'll say things like animal print. Well, I've been in business, as you mentioned, for over 30 years. Every single season without fail, animal print figures into the trend. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Every single season. So it is not a surprise at all, but animal print is still hot. And part of the reason is that it looks good. I mean, there are different kinds of animal print, but it looks good on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We're also finding blazers are making a big comeback bigger than before even, which I think, and and there's there's some amount of softer dressing in the blazers, which is really nice because it can give you that kind of finished polished look without feeling stiff. And they're also what has happened in the past few seasons is a lot of those blazers have been very, you know, menswear oriented and in colors like black and gray. And like, yeah, okay, fine. But now what we're seeing are blazers in pretty colors mm-hmm. and other options to the black and the gray, which I think is really nice. We're also seeing some of my favorites are, and oh my gosh, it's been, I don't know, maybe four or five years at least, maybe more than that, since metallic shoes and handbags have been popular. And I am beyond excited because those are one of those things that they can be a, a day-to-day and everyday wearable. You can do them in a ballet flat or a pair of boots and they don't have to be sparkly. We're just talking metallics. Right. And the thing about metallics is when you wear metallic shoes or a handbag in, in the right, you know, silver, gold, pewter, bronze, whatever it might be that works for you, it goes with everything. Mm-hmm. everything. So it's one of those things that you don't have to go out and buy a million pairs. You get one or two and and they're very wearable. So I'm really excited because I actually am seeing those coming into the stores. Huh. Yeah. So those well, I are- love metallic. That like excites me, honestly. Yeah. I think it's fun and different. And I think there's a way to stand out in that for sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Super yeah. cool. All right. So now let's talk about trends that are not so great this season. So what are you seeing that you're like, really, is this like people are doing this? Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Well, you know, there's always something that's a little bit wacky. (laughs) And it's not that these are horrible, but to be honest with you, I don't see a lot of my clients wanting to wear them. One is they're calling it volume, like massively oversized sweaters, like you're wearing a blanket. And, you know, yeah, okay, fine. You know, a little 18 year old wrapped in a blanket can look kind of adorable. The rest of us will just look like a big giant blob. And, um, or, and I have to say, I know some people love these. I'm kind of sad to see them come back and hopefully they won't be the only option like they did to us like 15 years ago or whenever it was. Low rise is making a comeback. Hmm. Now, we're not seeing a ton of it out there right now. And I, that's fine. I think we should have low rise, medium rise, high rise. I think we should have it all because different bodies can feel better in different rises. Sure. And sometimes we just prefer one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we even want to have a variety. But a few, a number of years ago, when it was only low rise and my clients were tearing their hair out, it was just crazy making. So when I saw those them making a comeback, because I, I feel like I'm constantly pulling my pants up. I'm old enough that, I remember hip huggers, we used to call them a hundred million years ago. I remember hip huggers. I didn't, 
feel comfortable in them when I was a teenager. So I'm certainly not going to wear them now. So right. not excited about those. So be careful. And the other thing that I really hate this style, it's kind of a throwback a bit to the 80s. And I like some 80s things, but the oversized double-breasted blazers. Mm-hmm. There's just too much fabric there. And they make everyone look kind of boxy and blobby. And, you know, I I just... I'm not a huge fan of those. So I I don't mind a double-breasted blazer if it has some shape. And I know you have a couple of these. You have a navy blue one, you have a pink one that is, you know, can be double-breasted, but it has shape to it. Right. And I think that's where we can go rather than this. I would personally say save the oversized and double-breasted stuff for someone who's super trendy and you know, probably in their 20s or 30s or maybe. But I don't know. You have to have this edgy attitude, in my opinion, to pull that off. I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that attitude. I would never feel good in that. So those are a few of my trends that of the trends that are out there that I'm not as wild about. And I say just approach with caution. That's all. Sure. And also too, that reminds me to tie into like your inner beauty words because I feel like they're can you talk about that too a little bit for people who are like so unfamiliar with that? Absolutely. One of the things that I do, and I've done this for many, many years, is when I work with somebody, I dive very deeply into who they are. Like, what makes you tick? I'm not talking about your wardrobe. I don't care about your wardrobe. I don't care about your body shape. I don't care about any of that for this. What I want to know is, who are you at at your core, at your essence? And then that will help you to be able to determine what works for you. And an example I, I share often is that for me, when I pull something off the rack and the first words out of my mouth are, oh, it's so fun. Uh-uh. <laughs> I put it back. Fun is not one of my inner beauty words. I, I like to say I can do fun things, but I am not in my heart and my soul fun. My mother used to say I was one of the most serious children she had ever met in her entire life. Fun and just, you know, it's just not who I am. So really super funky, super trendy, super unconventional. You know, those kinds of things, those are the people who can pull off those, there are other inner beauty words too, but those are some of the people who can pull off like that oversized double-breasted look. And you also have to tailor it to your body shape and and your lifestyle and all those kinds of things. But inner your inner beauty words are what help to direct your own personal style. I love it. It's so funny that your mom said you're serious because like your career is fun. I'm like, I feel like you are fun like that. I don't see at all. That's hilarious. It's interesting because I'm very and and people will see this in my class because they'll ask me questions and they they want me to be picky and say, yeah, you know, you can do this. But if you shortened it an inch, see the difference. And so I can be very pointed and very almost mathematical, if you will, without that seeming too dry. But I can be very determined and very, in fact, one of my inner beauty words, you'll laugh, is seriously determined because I am serious and I am very determined. And I can help people to really hone in there and identify what works and what doesn't because I can see all the nitty gritty that goes on there. And that's where I can help them to identify why something doesn't work or how they, you'll, 
you know, in some, someone can go and look at my front porch catwalks and, and there's one there about, you know, how did I make something work in my wardrobe that had been sitting in my closet for forever? I could look at it, analyze it and say, okay, here's what it needs. Now let me play with it and see if that will actually make a difference. That's the seriousness. That's the determinedness. That's what really my clients count on me for. I love that. And then also too, I can't believe we even talked about this yet, but like jewelry that's trending. I feel like you're such a jewelry girl. So like what are jewelry trends that are trending right now? The thing about jewelry that I'm loving right now is there are a lot of options out there. And it's kind of like with pant lengths and widths and there's pretty much something for everybody, thankfully, finally. And the same thing is true for jewelry. Now, I've always been a fairly, anyone who sees me anywhere knows me at all. They know I wear, I wear big earrings. I like, I don't do little dainty where I'm not fun. I'm also not dainty. And so I don't wear little tiny jewelry unless I've got multiple pieces on, but you can do right now. It's all out there. Layer jewelry is still in. The only thing that's really not so much in are like the, those original, I don't know, from what, 10 years ago or something the kind of the bib necklaces, those aren't really in right now. You know, I suppose you could funk it up and and make it work, but layered necklaces are very much in and uh, mixing gold and silver is very in. Chunkier chains are still in. They've been in for a couple of years. They're still very in. So a bit with jewelry, like with pants is wear what you love. I love that. And also too, today in your post, you talked about silver versus gold jewelry. Like oh, what yeah. can you share like one tip for somebody you did like distinguish whether or not like it speaks to them? Yeah. It's there? I mean, you really need to look at your own natural coloring to figure and some people can wear both gold and silver. I am not one of those people. I look horrible in silver, unless it's got lots of beads, so you barely see the silver. But really, you want to look at, do you have warmer hair or cooler hair? And I know that's tricky for some people, but I can tell you that people who have red hair or chestnut colored brown hair um, or very golden blonde hair will often be able to wear gold. Now, how yellowy gold versus subtly gold? Eh, I'd have to see them to know. People with gray hair. So anyone who's let their hair go gray, silver will always work gold. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but silver will always work. Or someone who has a softer, more ashy blonde or, you know, almost black hair will look good in silver. I'm a little not totally confident about saying that about the black hair because it will also have to do with what's going on with your skin tone. How warm, you know, is your skin tone? Um, whether your skin is dark or light, it doesn't matter how warm is it. So you can kind of, and, and what you want to do is put it on and you can see on that post, put it on and see what kind of blends beautifully with your natural skin. And if it stands out a lot, like above anything else, then it's probably not the right metal for you. Or what I say is mix it, mix the two, and then you, you can get away with almost anything. I love it. So good. And I'm like really starting to take this podcast and tie it into marketing. And like your image is so important in yes. marketing. If you are not clear in your image, like how are you showing up, right? Like people are not, if you don't feel confident, like it's not going to resonate with their audience, right? So oh, you said it perfectly. It's about confidence. Mm -hmm. People pick up on your energy as much as how they identify how you look. They pick up on your energy level. Right. And if you're standing there going, I don't know, is this neckline too low? Or I don't know, this doesn't seem to fit me right. Or it's too boxy or too tight or too, I mean, people are going to pick up on that energy. Even if it's just in the back of your head, you want to walk into whatever the experience is or whatever photo shoot you're doing or whatever and feel like a million bucks. Right. 
And it doesn't have to be fancy or dressy. It can be casual, but you have to feel amazing. So you're absolutely right. They yeah. they go hand in hand for sure. Right. It's true. And then you use those images or videos in all of your marketing. So like right. if you're not showing up and feeling good, like that affects everything. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So good. Love these nuggets. All right. I want to talk about your layering class. So tell us more about what inspired this. And like, obviously now it's fall. So all over the place, except Australia, I think now it's becoming summer or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like (laughs) the majority of the world at some capacity, it is starting to get a little colder out. So can you share more about the layer? They'll they'll still have, you know, air conditioning going on. So they still need those layers. Yeah. So I did a class around layering because I swear every single person, I, I know I'm not alone, you know, they're, and you can see it in all a lot of influencers and and um, just the stylists who are out there doing videos and things. Uh, uh, many of them, not all, but many of them will say, oh, just throw on a jean jacket over that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I personally, I don't own a jean jacket mm-hmm. because I have not been able to find a jean jacket that fits all my requirements in terms of the color and the fit and the... Um, and my inner beauty words, it doesn't work for that. So for me, throwing a jean jacket over something, mm, not so much. Mm-hmm. And for other people, it's like blazer. No, they'd never wear a blazer in a hundred million years. You know, so there's cardigans, there's blazers, there's jean jackets, there's kimonos, there's all of these types of things. And within each one of those categories, there are different styles, different lengths, different fabrics, different, you know, boxy versus fitted. How do you make sense? of all of that and find the right pieces so that you're not scrambling at the last minute or putting something over an outfit that you really like and you put something over it and you think, well, that ruins that. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to, you want the layering piece to be a beautiful part of that outfit. And so what I've done is really, I've showed tons of examples and share lots of different ideas for what works over a dress, what works with jeans, what works for different body types, all of those types of things in this class to help demystify it so that you don't end up with with struggling at the last minute to find something to wear over it or putting something over it that you don't love and you just wish you didn't have to wear that layering piece. Right. It's a great point too, but even with body types too, right? That's a whole nother thing too, because every, every body type is going to look different in a part of a layer, right? So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. cool. I love that. I think there's so much value in that. And that's like a quick on-demand class you're doing, right? Like oh, yeah. It's, doing it's on demand on my website. So yeah, it yeah. gives you tons of information. Love it. So, and then yeah. you're doing a bundle with handbags and remind me of the third one that's included with that one. Well, there's the layering the handbags and okay. then the body shape It's called okay. dress for you. But because I'm all about, you know, not so much following those hard and fast rules about body shapes, some, some of which I feel are a little archaic or demeaning. And it's really about you determining what part of your body shape you want to express or or bring out more and what makes you feel really great in your body. Not because somebody tells you, oh my gosh, you know, you're, you can't highlight your hips or you can't highlight your bust line or your shoulders or whatever. It's because you're like, this is what I want to show. I want to look curvy or I want to look straighter or I want to bring the focus here or there or whatever. And I show tons again, tons of examples and help you learn how to play with your body shape and have it be fun and lighter than we often feel about our body. It's very intimidating, right? Like it's true. Image is just intimidating. It is. It is. And and we we get 
so there's so much shaming out there around bodies. And my goal is to, to take that shame away and let you just have fun, mm-hmm. have fun, lighten up a little bit about it and understand how to make choices that make you feel good and, and play with. So, you know, like, okay, I like to do this. I don't like to do that. And I can do it with color. I can do it with lines or I can do it with, you know, all the different things that I share in this class. So another thing too, is I love how you always like talk about repurposing things. Yeah. Right. Like, I think there's so much value in like going in your closet and you're like, but I've worn this in forever, but like you can make it work for you. Right. Like, I think that I've learned a lot from you in that way too. Like, it's just the little details, like having a tailor, working with an image consultant. Like, if people don't do that and you're listening, like, get on it. <laughs> do it now. Right. right. Well, you know, it's really about not having things just sit in your closet. Either learn how to wear them or right. understand why they don't work for you and bless them and let them go. And then just don't go and repeat that mistake if if you don't want to buy something else you're never going to wear. So just giving you information. You know, if you look at my closet, I have things I still wear that I've had for 10, 12, maybe even more years because I still love them. They still work. They're not out of style, you know, and and I may just wear them in a different way than I did five or 10 years ago. So yeah, yeah. You don't have to go out and buy millions of clothes every season at all. I think it's fun to have a few new pieces but you certainly don't have to overhaul your wardrobe all the time at all or spend a lot of money. You really, you know, I have clothes in my wardrobe from ThreadUp where, you know, I paid, you know, 20, say just today I was wearing a jacket. I paid $20 for it on ThreadUp. I love it. It's yeah. it's awesome. So, so cool. That's like the benefits of like trying all the things, right? To figure out yeah. what works and what doesn't. And it's okay if it doesn't work. I think that's a lot of people feel guilty, like when they spend the money and then it doesn't work. I've totally been that person. Well, we've all been there. And it's knowing how to assess something. That's the thing sometimes people are like, well, maybe I might need that. I don't know. But when you have a checklist of things, and that's why I teach my clients, a checklist of things so that you're not bringing home something that you're never going to wear for X, Y, and Z reasons. You know, you've gone through that checklist and you know that it has great potential and then you play with it to make outfits. Great tips. I'm loving it. So I want you to share how people can work with you and then also your upcoming course that is taking place at the end of this month, right? Yes, yes. My Create Your Personal Style in Six Weeks a course happens about three times a year. And yes, the next one is coming up starting September 21st. It's a total blast. There are a limited number of spaces in the class. So it's really is, it's transformational. I, I've heard that from so many people that I can confidently say that. And it's fun. We have a lot of fun. So that's one of the main ways that I work with people. And anyone in that class can do one-on-ones with me if they want to as well. So it gives them a lot of variety. And then I have the um, on-demand classes on my website. And you can find any of those at totalimageconsultants.com or by my name, gingerburr.com will get you there as well. Or on any of my social media, gingerburr gets you everywhere. So that I'm pretty easy to find. And you can check out my front porch catwalks every Friday on all social media. So yes, I love it. So much fun. Ginger, this has been so great. And Being an image consultant, can you share just a marketing tip around your image? Like, are you comfortable sharing something about how your image, I know we kind of like summarize it, but just something that like people could take away that they can use in their marketing, like when they book their next photo shoot, like what should they think about? Well, when you book a photo shoot, you always want to plan to have at least three outfits. 
that are different because there may be different ways in which you use these. And if you're working with Jackie, of course, she'll make sure that this happens. <laughs> but you want to have at least three outfits. And when in doubt, go with solid colors. And even more when in doubt, you know, shades of blue. Obviously, you want these colors to be good colors on you. But any shades of blue or teal in particular look amazing on camera. So, you know, those are ways. And just make sure that they fit you perfectly and they're not they need to be not wrinkle free because the, the photograph will pick up all of that so you just want to and you know make sure you have the whole outfit together before you go into the photo shoot so that you you know and you've tried it on in my book i talk about have you done a dress rehearsal make sure you have tried on don't go oh i think that necklace will look really good with that outfit and don't just lay it on the bed right. put it on your body because people don't sometimes and then you go oh but the necklace is too long it hits me in the wrong place and or it's too short and you want to make sure it all works perfectly one less thing you have to worry about when you're going to a photo shoot Love it. Great tips. Everybody's got to utilize these. Thank you, Ginger. And you can definitely reach out to Ginger on all her social platforms. Inquire on totalimageconsultants.com. And you are amazing. Thank you so Thanks. much for joining yeah, today. How are you? Thank so you. fun. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene. And stay tuned for who's next on Scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.